Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Books and Stuff Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Zach. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to the new year. Uh, 2023 <laughs> 2022 is over uh finally as you guys probably noticed um middle of november was the last time we posted an episode and uh yeah life just kind of got away from us in terms of things happened at home we actually had a couple of guests lined up to do the podcast with and uh yeah bad things happened we got sick um some people canceled on us we canceled on some of them so it's a fresh start it's a fresh new year and what better way to start the new year than to recap our favorite books of last year yes this is favorite books of 2022 we have two that actually reoccurred between the both of us as a weird way to just say we had two that were the same yep um but uh yeah otherwise there's a couple i've got that are different there's a couple of danielle has that is different and uh, so yeah. I will say we both technically posted YouTube videos talking about our favorite books of the year. So if you want to hear us talk about all of them, uh, go check out our YouTube channels. Those will be linked down below. And this we're going to kind of highlight the ones that we had similar, go more in depth because we can't really do that on the YouTube channel. Um, so we'll each probably talk about, I don't know, like three, four five, something like that. Well, yeah, ideally it's we're going to share the two that we had the same and pretty much pick like the big ones that we thought were like kind of like a more like a top five. Yeah. I know I did 10. I think Daniela only did a top five of the year. Yeah. Um, but two of them <laughs> were similar. So she'll probably talk about more of her. She'll probably talk about her top five. Right. And then I'll have a couple of highlights from mine. But before we get started, don't forget to uh, rate and review this podcast. Wherever you listen, we're on pretty much every platform that you probably listen on. So ratings and reviews would be the best, especially on Spotify and Apple, because it really helps us out and we love reading them. And also don't forget to check out the Instagram account. We're definitely going to be more active on that. That's a huge goal for the podcast this year is to just keep active on the social media. Well, it's that's... literally just the one for that's the most also going to be next week's episode well spoiler yeah. we're going to have like 2023 goals be the next episode and Hopefully. other stuff too yeah we're it's gonna not going to be the whole episode stuff. but yeah so first one 2023 is a recap of 2022 yep and, and also yeah. don't forget to send us a message or comment on the promotion post on the instagram of your favorite books of the year i know that a lot of people who listen also watch our youtube channels so you might have told us over there but don't be shy tell us on youtube or tell us on instagram as well so do you want to get into what was your uh well let's talk about our two similarities so, so i would you say pick the first one the first one i would say we should talk about is i think we need to talk about the obvious one and that's gone girl Right. So we both made it like our mission to finally read Gone Girl this year. Actually, we had an entire plan and outline in place to do a podcast episode on 
Gone Girl doing a whole deep dive and everything. If you're still interested in that, we would still do it. Talking about the book and the movie, we just, by the time we had finished reading it, it so much time had passed. And so we didn't end up, we thought it was too late to do it. But I would still definitely be game talking about it because honestly, for it being like kind of like the best thriller we've probably ever read, um, we didn't talk about it much in videos this year. Not really. The main reason I think in my head I didn't want to talk about it too much was because we had seen the movie and honestly, I just thought it was just like too obvious of a thing to talk about, which is why in my top 10, it was number three. And in my video, it was number two. Right. In my video, it was an honorable mention because if we really, you know, just give it to you straight, it's probably the best thriller that either of us have read definitely in the top five. And I think that if I had read, I just, it felt like almost like cheating to put that obvious of like a favorite book as my favorite book of the year, just because we went into it knowing that we were going to really enjoy it. Well, yeah. It's so similar to the movie. So we loved the movie and we knew we were going to like it. Well, the book. yeah, we watched the movie. We loved the movie. And we literally kept being told like, yeah, the book, like the movie literally is the book. Like it's the same thing. I think one of the, I mean, yeah, if we still do a, do a deep dive of Gone Girl, there are topics we were going to talk about. Yeah. I know one of the big ones was the, I think it was the Tyler Perry. Like we didn't really picture him as like the lawyer but they went with him in the film. I know that was one of the things you and I kind of agreed on. For anyone who hasn't read the book, let's give a spoiler-free pitch. So basically, you're following Nick Nick Dunn is the husband. His wife goes missing on their fifth wedding anniversary, Amy Dunn, and she is known as Amazing Amy to the community. She had this really popular uh, book series called called Amazing Amy, and so she's very well-loved in the community, and obviously he's the prime suspect just because he you know things start coming out he seems like he has the biggest motive ever out of everyone and obviously he's the husband to her so he's automatically going to be a suspect that's kind of well yeah and literally that's like all you can say right because there if we had not like seen the movie and we just read the book i'd say anything i would say it's probably the biggest if not one of the biggest plot twists in like it's like the blueprint thriller history it's like the blueprint for what thrillers do often now like it there's so many twists in that book and you know that came out a while ago i don't know the exact year but there are so many books that um try to replicate gone girl and so you have to give credit to you know the original it might not be like a hundred percent the original. Don't come for me, but in terms of like, I just think that it was. It paved the way for yeah, a lot of thrillers nowadays because, and and believe me, we're not the only ones who say this. Like there are yeah. other people who have made this comparison. Like you know, this is the book that paved the way for so and so's book that is pretty similar, or like this and that, and you know. But if you have not watch the movie or read the book read the book first read the book it's going to be better but the movie is also going to be uh similar and you're going to have a great time if you don't know the twist consider yourself blessed well yeah. read the book if you don't know what the twist is in this book or have seen the movie read the book i mean yeah also the movie is phenomenal like honestly you could see 
this is a book thing, but I guess we're also books and stuff, so I could recommend movies too. If you were to pick one, obviously a cinematic like experience would be watching the film, but realistically, if you want the true taste of what like the um if you content want more, would be, yeah, then read the book. Because obviously the book is gonna give you even more than the movie. You the can't movie go wrong can with only, either. Yeah. Um, so that's Gone Girl. I, I mean, if we didn't make it obvious, it's five stars. Yeah. I mean, all, all the ones, of these, yeah. all the ones we're gonna talk about are five. Um, do you want to move to the next one? Um, yes. Actually, this one is an exception. This no, did I give this one five? Daisy Darker, Alice Feeney. You technically gave it four point five, but if you were that's you being like kind of hard on it. Well, not I mean, yeah, I guess it's I, a four point five, that's it's, fair. It I would say if you were to go a, on Goodreads where you can't do point five, would, would you be, round it down it or would, up? it would be a five. Okay. So I would say five. Well, let's but, say the book. <laughs> well, yeah. So this is a book about a girl no, na- did we say the name daisy darker oh okay I already, yeah i said that <laughs> okay are you here with me yeah okay I'm so good. daisy darker by alice feeney is a thriller book that was one of the book of the month picks that we had and i don't remember when it was we don't have the book in front of us i mean technically we do but it's like pretty far um but this book um it wanted to be like agatha christie it yeah. wanted to be a, a classic whodunit type story yeah like a locked room horror but like a locked mansion horror like it's right so basically we're following daisy darker she's this uh girl who is she's a triplet no they weren't all no, the same they weren't they're all they're sisters but mm-hmm. they weren't the same age. and her family doesn't get along it's very family drama meets whodunit yeah it's kind of like um what's sherry lapina's book not a happy family uh yeah you kind of get those kind of vibes but it kind of seems more like horror because like right it just seems like a darker not like a not a daisy darker it's like a darker atmosphere i will say right the atmosphere really makes it so basically daisy darker and her family are coming to nana's house because it's nana's 80th birthday nana goes and sees a psychic who tells her that she's going to die on her 80th birthday or like around her 80th birthday. I when think it tur- was on. She, I think it was when, when you she tur- turns when you 80. turn 80, you will die. So they all get together. She tells them that. And, you know, obviously there's a will in place and, you know, it's the classic like inheritance storyline. Yeah. But also, right. But also locked room. So if you like locked room, which we are both a huge fan of, this is going to be a great thriller for you. I will say the twist is very hit or miss for, hit or miss for people. It obviously was a hit for us because it was in our uh, top, top books of the year. I think this was actually my number four. So basically, I'm not totally sure. So basically, Nana does die. And everyone is kind of locked in the house. But it because, wasn't of natural causes. Right. That's the big thing, too. So everyone is locked in this house because like the tide is... The tide is too strong, so they can't get over the bridge. Yeah. And I think the storm, like, knocks out all the power. Like, it knocks out a bunch of stuff. So they're all locked in the house. She has two sisters. And then a family friend of Nana's also is locked in the house. And then her mom and dad. Connor. And her niece. Which I find funny, because honestly, his name is, like, the only name I remember besides Stacey Darker. So after Nana dies, every hour on the hour a new family member dies and everyone is still locked in this house you're trying to figure out who did it 
I thought that what I, I'm trying to remember are the husbands there? No. Are, yeah, I didn't think they were involved. I think the only guy in the house was Connor. Right, and the dad. And the, yeah, um, and the dad. I just thought that this book was so well written. I loved the atmosphere. You really get the like, you know, we're we're locked on this island, and you know, you get the whole tide and everything. After every death, um, there's like a poem written about the person. I really enjoyed that. I just thought that it kept you wanting more and it kept you wanting to figure out what was going on. Yeah, the plot twist was big. I thought it was I done pretty well. S- yeah. I will say there's bound to be characters that you might not enjoy in this book, which makes it interesting. You have yeah. people that are going to drive you crazy, and we obviously can't get into the twist or anything, but you hated like one character enough that you knocked it down a half star. No, it wasn't because of a character. It's because of something that was done. That's the issue I had. It's towards the end. We're not going to say what it is because it's a big yeah. plot point. But there is one scene that I just really, really, really hated. And I get it was for the book and everything like that. But I was just like, it was a gut punch when you like read it. Because I literally like paused. I looked at Daniel. I'm like, you got to be effing kidding me. Like, no. And you're like, oh, did you get to that part? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I think so. So I think some people's um, like hatred towards this book is the part that he's talking about, but also the main twist, like, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. But it was a very, very good book. I gave it five stars. It's one of my favorite thrillers of the year. I have another one that I'm going to talk about briefly. um, And I'm going to jump into that quick because I'm going to keep it super brief. My favorite book of the year was the last housewife by Ashley Winstead. If you are a fan of the podcast, you will know or hopefully remember that I did an entire episode with my good friend Kelly and we did a whole deep dive of that book. It was like over an hour long. So if you want to hear more thoughts about that book, I am going to steer you to that episode. It was probably back a couple months, but it should be pretty easy to find. It's called The Last Housewife Deep Dive and we go through the plot. We talk about spoilers and our thoughts and everything. But that was my favorite book of the year, and I, it's dark, it's twisty, um, there's a podcast element, which I really, really enjoyed, and I, yep, that's my favorite of the year. I mean, I know you really were a big fan of Notes on an Execution, too. I'm going to talk about that one as well, but let's talk about another one of yours. You want to dive into your number two of the year? Um, yeah, we could do number two. Uh, so... The second favorite book I had this year um, was I, this book to me was a big, big surprise. Uh, These Silent Woods by Kimmy Cunningham Grant. This book I read early on in the year. It was maybe it might have been even January. I think you read it in January because we were trying to find another book to do for like a winter. Yeah, winter book, book recommendations. recommendations um it's not so much thriller though right it's more of like a suspense it's like a it's like a thriller suspense type like even more literary too yeah so i i mean this book is not really fresh in my head so forgive me if i don't remember character names but we're following a man and his daughter uh cooper i don't i might be cooper i think cooper sounds familiar um but they are basically living like they're like hiding because I think 
I don't remember the point of them hiding, but it, it literally is just like a really good book. There is a neighbor guy who is really kind of shady at the beginning and you really think he's going to be like a bad guy or like somebody who's like not up to any good and eventually but like he's the one who brings them goods every winter no 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 no. so okay oh, yeah so that's not who you're talking about? well yeah no so the neighbor is somebody who is kind of sketchy and like weird towards um i can't think of the daughter's name i don't think his, his name is cooper mm-hmm. but i think her name is it's um give us a second we're trying to look it up here we uh goodreads are... isn't working also for the record um i did not read this book yeah, so this is all going to be on me, so uh, my memory is not the greatest, so give me one second here. I think I remember enjoying her name, too. I'm for, I'm positive one of the characters' names is Cooper. Um, hang on. Keep, just hang on. All right, I'm going to, yeah. I, this book was on my 23 books to read in 2023 list. I also made a video for that. So it's definitely one that I want to read. I've heard pretty much nothing but like rave reviews for this book. It's a little bit shorter. So it's definitely one that um, I had my eye on. Also, it made it to Zach's number two of the year. So that also made it an intriguing book. And so like no brainer that I wanted to read it. But yeah, I did a 23 books in 2023. And I don't think Zach did. But basically, The Silent Woods, from what I know, is about it's this uh, father and daughter team and it's you're like on the trek they're on the trek to survive basically and they have someone who usually meets up with them and brings them goods every winter well the yeah. start of every season well yeah the start of every season there is a guy who pretty much comes and delivers goods to the 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 dad and the daughter like literally none of our devices are working right now so i can't find any names and the book is not over here with me um but Cooper sounds familiar, and yes, the girl's name was like a really cute name, and I really can't think of what it was. Um, but basically, but basically, what happens is one year he, the guy who's supposed to bring the stuff, like dies, like he's dead, and like they don't know about it. The guy's like late; he's not there. Um, Finch. Oh uh, yeah, that is a cute name. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Cooper's the dad, Finch is the daughter. Sorry that took so long to finally get out. Um, But yeah, so basically Cooper and Finch are like trying to survive. They have a friend who comes out every season to like bring him a whole bunch of stuff to try and survive. And like it's a good friend of the dad's. Um, I'm trying to remember how the mom takes place in this book. I think she is dead but i don't remember 100 percent. well and remember going into this book if you are looking for a thriller this is not that book this is just more suspenseful and it has like a heartwarming ending right it, it was so like, it's, sad it's a sad heartwarming ending actually one of my friends scott who like is a good friend f- a good friend a good fan of us um just finished this book recently he gave it five stars and said that the ending was really, really heartwarming. But keep that in mind. If you want a thriller, this won't be thrilling. Yeah, it's not like a like. Same with the next. It's book not I'm like da- it's not like a Daisy Darker kind of thriller. It's a kind of like th- light, light thriller suspense type book. It's a bit more heartwarming. And like I said, the guy who's supposed to bring him the stuff dies, so the dad is forced to go out with Finch, and like she's always been told, like you can't. Um, they're basically in like a hiding situation, and I'm blanking on the reason why. And they have a neighbor. Um, I can't think of his name either. 
Um, but he's like really weird. He's kind of like a sketchy guy at first. And like, yeah, Scotland. And I, I, I personally just really, really enjoyed this book. It was really solid and it was kind of a surprise book for me. So, uh, yeah, these silent woods. Yeah. To transition from surprising, I am going to talk about quickly notes on execution by Danya Kakafka. This book was very surprising for me. I went into it just not knowing a whole lot about it. It's honestly, I like wanted to read this right away when I saw it come out just because of the purple cover. Um, Purple's my favorite color. So I was like, ooh, a purple thriller. That sounds good. Um, This is not a thriller. This is, again, another literary suspense. And I highly encourage giving this book a try. If you're not, if literary suspense is something that scares you, try The Silent Woods and try Notes on Execution. This book was so, so good. I actually got it from the library and then I started reading it and I was like, I think I want to annotate this book, which is something I've never gotten the urge to do. But I was like, I need to annotate this immediately. I ordered it on Amazon that day. I stopped reading it briefly until I got the book and... Basically, in this book, there's going to be a couple different timelines you're following. You have Ansel, who is on death row. He is, I think, 12 days away from his execution. And you have alternating chapters between him. That's told in second person, which is not something I've read frequently or ever. I can't remember another book I read in second person. But that was so effective because you're really in his head. You feel like you're going through it with him. And that was those chapters were just amazing to read. It really broke up the story. And then alternating with that is three different women who are somehow connected to Ansel's life. You have his mom. You have um, a childhood, someone who knew him from childhood, um, who eventually is the one who brings him to justice. And then you also have his sister-in-law. You're following storylines between those three women. And then, like I said, alternating with Ansel's perspective. It was so good. There's so much good commentary in this book. It was so effective. Like I said, it was beautifully written. There are so many quotes in this book that I really enjoyed. And it was just kind of fascinating to read um this book it was so intriguing i read it so quickly and i think that you can really get something out of this it was interesting to kind of hear commentary about like kind of falling in love with um you know a serial killer and how people um we kind of uh i don't know we're so fascinated by them and Mm -hmm. i just really enjoyed the book it was like i said one of my favorites of the year and i would definitely read that book again and i'm not someone who would really reread books often so that's my next book (laughs) interesting book zach you're silent did i I, just like shook you i was just listening and you didn't fumble around like i did with these silent woods so you seem to have it. Plus, I, I was, know what I'm doing. Boy, yeah, that and I was trying to look up my next book. If we we're going to talk about the next book, I'm thinking. Otherwise, it's going to be the one that I know I can talk about nonstop. Well, let's do. Um, let's touch on hidden pictures real quick, and then. Oh, that uh, was we'll another start... one that we both technically really liked. Yeah. So. Um, and then we'll start uh, the next book after that. 
So briefly, 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 Hidden Pictures by Jason Recklack. This technically didn't make it into my favorites. It made it into Zach's top 10. This would have been a, probably an honorable mention for you. It would have been like number if, seven or something Yeah, like it, w- it would make it into my top 10 if I had done 10. So do you want to give um, a pitch or do you want me to? Um, I will do what I can because um, this was another one I did a reading vlog on and it has been a little bit since I have like retackled this book. Um, the main premise that we're getting with this one is we're following a recovering drug addict. Mallory. Mallory. Um, it was drugs, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah, she was drugs. Just out of rehab. Yeah. And so pretty much what happens is she is looking into getting a job from a, I think they're called a sponsor. Yeah. Um, and she gets a job as like a babysitter for this young uh, boy named... Teddy. Teddy. I keep wanting to say Theo. That's because we have a nephew named Theo. Well, there's another book with somebody named Theo. Okay, so, whatever. Yeah, he she gets this job as the nanny. The dad is like really stingy, wants like the perfect candidate to be like the babysitter. The mom's just kind of more open, like, yeah, I think you're gonna do a great job. Um, it's the husband who is gonna be the one who makes it harder for you to get the position. Um let's let's but speed it up a little bit the one thing i will say is um mallory does lie to get the position she's saying she's in college and she's not and you know a twindle a star, of li- a star athlete yeah there's a twindle of lies that really is like gonna backdoor her in the future that you will see when you read the book and so like- basically mallory starts nannying for teddy and you know they're getting along and everything that's not the issue the issue is that Teddy is starting to draw these pictures that are progressively getting creepier, more realistic, seemingly like just very dark like a murder, in nature. Like it's- and he, the parents know that he does these drawings and Mallory was like, you know, this doesn't seem like okay. Um, and so they kind of cut him off from the drawings, but He's drawings still are appearing and like i said they get worse and worse and you don't want to know a whole lot more than that there are a lot of twists i will say this is a book again that either works for you or doesn't i know that people find this book to be a little bit controversial i enjoyed the book and i gave it four and a half stars yeah it's kind of where i was too i think i was sitting at four and a half I, you got to just like wait for the book to play out. It's a little bit longer for it. This is technically billed as horror. It's not, it's, I don't know. It's not super like horrifying, but it was labeled as a horror. This actually won the horror I Goodreads th- award. I thought it was labeled as like a ghost story. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there is some of that in here. So um, I guess you could say that. Yeah. I think that that's a great horror to um check out i wouldn't say i don't know it was it was good yeah it was a solid story solid premise and the people who did the bad things got pretty much what they deserved so that is hidden pictures by jason reculak four and a half stars yeah i never could pronounce his name right that's okay yeah it, it happens we all know we all know all right so briefly the other two that i had in my technical top five are cirque berserk by jessica guest which is a horror novella and the rotting within which is another horror novella great horror novellas both of them obviously i gave them five stars uh cirque berserk is more of a slasher and it's set at a carnival so if those are the vibes that you're after i would highly recommend that 
It's actually one I want Zach to read, but there's no audiobook, so he's going to have to read it when he's like on the shitter one day. Um, and then The Rotting Within <laughs> is more Love of a... Uh, the Rotting Within is more of like a supernatural. It's set at an inn, and it's spooky. It's creepy. It's intense, and I just absolutely loved it. Um, so what are, why don't you list the ones that we're not going to talk about here? If you want to hear more in depth about those two and then a couple of these, like I said, go check out the YouTube channels. Um, they'll be linked down below. And also don't forget to rate and review the podcast. We'll just slide it in, in the middle of the episode too. Whoop whoop. So what are the ones you're not going to go in depth with here? So the neighbors by Kay Lucas. That was another, um, Scott recommendation. Yeah. Um, then I had Kin by Keelan Patrick Burke. That is a very messed up book. And if you're a fan of uh, that certain X-Files episode, like I said, definitely Horror check that out. Horror Flying Slasher. Horror Flying Slasher. Yep. <laughs> um, the Maid by Anita Prose, which was the first book I read in 2022. It's a little bit more cozy. And Yeah, definitely way, way mystery. different than Kin. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a definitely like a thriller mystery type book. Um then I had Upgrade by Blake Crouch, a sci-fi book that I thought was really, really good. Sci-fi not- thriller. Sure. And uh, <laughs> it was not as good as Project Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary's just got a place in my heart, man. Like Rocky, like let's go. Okay, so the other book is Wanderers, Chuck Wendig. I know a lot of you probably wanted to hear opinions and thoughts on that book, um, but in recent, event- in recent events of me finishing another book that's like it, I have now read uh, three post-apocalyptic stories in uh, the past couple years. I finished The Stand by Stephen King, The Wanderers, but not The Wanderers, Wanderers by Chuck Wendig, and I just finished The Fireman by Joe Hill. Um, All three of those books kind of get compared to each other, or to The Stand, so... And I have one more book that is another post-apocalyptic book that I want to read, and that's Swan Song by Robert McCammon. That's 32 Um, hours long. Yeah, no big deal. Um, But I would say if you want a more in-depth, like, talk about Wanderers, The Fireman, and The Stand, and, like, a three-book, like, talk that all these books are all over, like, 700 pages. um, Fear no more. Yeah, just... uh, I get yeah, fear no more. I'm probably gonna do an episode on the three of them. I might wait till I finish Swan Song and do all four of them. If there is a fifth post-apocalyptic book that I am missing, that is a big like the stand. That's like the stand. Um, let me know uh, on Instagram. Shoot us a message. It's or... gonna kind of be comparing the books to the stand. Like the stand is the I guess like control, and then there's the other books that get compared to that book heavily yeah so that's kind of the vibe of the episode so if you have something that gets compared to the sand often offer it up and we'll see if we can read it get it on audio and all of that but the finale of this episode is going to be dun, 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 dun. who else but stephen king the book of the year for me and of all time. I was going to say your favorite book of all time. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh my cookie monster. You this... did not see this coming. So everybody told me to read this book. Like literally everybody. My hundredth book of 2021. We did a vote. We literally didn't put this book in there because we knew that this book was going to get picked. Anytime he has asked for Stephen King recommendations. Which Stephen King book should I read next? It's always been 112263. It wins every single poll we ever do. And when he first started his channel, obviously 
he it was well we made it well known that you were a Stephen King fan and Stephen King would be a large character on your channel we'll say which if you're listening Stephen uh it'd be great if you would join us on the podcast uh books and stuff podcast thank you so much continue um and so literally from you know the birth of your channel everyone's been like give this book a try but even in my ranking videos like yeah. i'll rank books and everyone's like you how can you rank these books you don't even have 1122 in here wtf but what was the main reason why you weren't reading it besides obviously the chonkiness of it the one of the one of the genres that it has on goodreads was historical fiction to me that i'm not a big historical type person so when (laughs) i i mean yeah that sounds stupid but like that I'm literally not very historical. <laughs> I'm not a historic person. I'm a great guy. Okay. Which was... I am also not someone who and reads historical fiction. So, so that kind of threw me off. I was like, all right, it's a historical fiction. Ooh, because I want to read that. So up in front and like, I'll drop everything to read it. And you I were aware of all the hype the book had and everything. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like the problem I had is a. I was also putting into thought the taste of the book. For example, Dreamcatcher. Everybody on God's green earth hates that book. I like it. The Tommyknockers. Everybody hates that book. I like it. Like, I don't have... I feel like my taste sometimes differs than other people's. Well, also- And I'm going off of Dreamcatcher. The Tommyknockers is like perfect examples. And so I thought, okay, everybody loves this book. I'm probably not going to like it. I will say another reason that 1122 was getting pushed off too is a lot of times, which this is something we need to be better about, is a lot of times we prioritize books that can be used for videos. He does recent reads. So pretty much any book he reads technically has a place on his channel because he does recent reads videos and talks about the books he's well <laughs> you guys are smart he's recently read but 1122 being something like historical fiction that doesn't have like a natural place in like a horror book recommendations a thriller book recommendations uh this type of subgenre like that and so a lot of times we prioritize those books like new releases and everything like we can do new release vlogs and so it just like didn't have like a video place either. And like I said, that's something we need to get better about, but that was another reason why it just kept getting pushed off too. Yeah. I mean, and the we, length, really. we can have a whole separate uh, podcast episode about this book. Yeah. If you want to hear it, let me know. Uh, regardless of like the brief, uh, like, even though it's already been like seven minutes, <laughs> this will be like the five minute version. Yeah, so this will be a quick pitch. Doesn't doesn't really need a pitch after I've read it. Spoiler free. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep it as spoiler free. I I have to keep it spoiler free because otherwise it ruins. And like book. we said, if you want the whole deep dive of the book, including spoilers <clears throat> and everything, you'll have to let us know. So basically, we're following um, Jake Epping, who is a teacher in 2011, and he is basically. He's good friends with this uh, diner owner. His name's Al. And pretty much what transpires is Al has got this weird portal in his kitchen. Basically, when you go through it, you teleport to the exact same date over and over and over again. It's um, 1958. I think it's October 1958. I think is the date you keep going back to. 
um, and you always teleport to the same place, same time, no matter how many times you go through the portal. Um, and it goes pretty much like he goes back the first time. He's like, oh, this is weird. Like, why is everything so different? And then he comes back to 2011 and Al's like, yeah, that was this date. So what I need you to do is, and he basically tasks him with going back to stop the JFK assassination. And it's the, this to me, King, I feel like the only person who can make a story like with, to me, like kind of like such a basic premise, like just go back in time and stop a JFK assassination and literally turn it into like a 700 page mammoth of a book. And literally Al like tells him just simple things like don't mess anything else up. We don't know what can happen. If you change something more significant in the past, we're already trying to save a president. Um, Like don't fall in love. Don't talk to like too many people. Don't like make yourself known. Um, There's gambling involved. Cause obviously like Al did a bunch of books and stuff between books and stuff podcast um, between 58 and 60, uh, two when or 63 whatever when the assassination happened so like jake's able to use like information on getting money and like he does fall in love and that like literally the most tear-jerking book i've read at the end the tv show was also phenomenal well so yeah you basically finished reading the book and immediately immediately you were like i have to watch the series well yeah i needed to watch the series Fun fact about this uh, book, too, is the ending was not actually truly written by Stephen King. It was actually Joe Hill. The original ending he had was completely different. And even like Joe Hill was like, yeah, that sucks. You literally can't put that at the end of the book. Like you literally like have to end it this way. Like, why the hell would you do it that way? And uh, his son literally was like, yeah, no, you're dumb for ending the book that way. This is how you should do it. And Stephen was like, oh, that makes sense. And Fun fact, the more, you know, um, but yeah, that was my all time favorite book of 2022. So what did you rate that? Um, like literally a million stars. I rated it 11, 22, 63 out of five stars. Awesome. That was a really dumb joke. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm here for another couple minutes and then we're done. <laughs> but overall, I mean, I think we both had a pretty decent rating year. We didn't get as many books read as we probably wanted to. But we'll talk about that more when we talk about the goals and everything. Like I said, the goals episode is going to be like in combination with, I don't know, something else. We'll figure it out. Um, Just because I know not everyone likes just like talking about goals. So we're going to combine it with something else or, you know, we can add it on right now. Zach, quick, make up your mind. Okay, got it. I want to reread the stand. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, let us know your favorite books of the year <laughs> and happy new year. Like we said, we can't wait to be podcasting with you this whole entire year. We've got some great guests that, you know, we had to cancel on this last year that we'll bring into this year and it's going to be a lot of fun. We have some different types of episodes planned and some more book deep book deep dives with new releases and everything, guest interviews, and just a whole bunch of, well books and i panicked and didn't know what to say stuff yeah uh, but i do want to reread the stand though this year um but yeah no uh this was a good year i agree with you and uh i think 2023 is going to be a better year for all involved hopefully. so 
check out the description box down below. We, like I said, we've got all the social media linked down there. Check out the Instagram. Give us a follow. Comment on the Instagram about your favorite books of the year. Send us DMs. We'll reply to pretty much anyone. Um, and yeah, don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. And we will see you next week. Yes. And the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. Yeah. And the week after that. Totally. So, yeah, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. And goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.